Something that that I see that like I have to remind myself sometimes is that when I hop on like social media and I look and I'm like I'm barely almost at a thousand followers, right? And then like you'll have a woman who just shakes her ass cheeks and she got ten thousand followers, or like a dude I don't know who got hazel eyes and licks his lips in videos and he got like I don't know like you know eighteen thousand followers and I'd be like what the hell? What I gotta do? Shake my ass and lick my lips? What do I have to do? But nah. What's the name of Uncle Poochie's podcast? Six Feet Under Podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever this message reaches you, you listen to another video of Six Feet Under Podcast. I am your five foot nine host, host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Poochie. Hey. <laughs> and uh, if you're watching me on YouTube right now, then obviously you see I have a guest. I have a guest. Obviously, hey, y'all. Hey y'all, haven't introduced that guest, so I don't know why she's talking so fast. But everybody, <laughs> just kidding, guess. Welcome to the dinner table, new family member. Step up to the mic, Miss Nubian Nugget. Tell the people who you are. First of all, that was the cutest little nickname, Nubian Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, it's gotten me into trouble. Cute. Um, I am Leo Rochelle, the founder and creator of the Fat Girl Chronicles podcast, the Fat Girl Chronicles After Dark, uh, and whole lot of dumb shit. And my other show that will be coming out before the end of the year, Living Out Loud with Leo Rochelle. Um, I am the author of the Fat Girl Commandments, a book, as well as um the author of Living Out Loud journals. I have one for women and one for men which all are available on Amazon. That's Damn, me. Hey, y'all. You sound like a sound like a female positive version of Kevin Samuels. Sorry. You got like something just The name. Oh, damn. Um, I have no love for, for the Samuel tribe. We ain't no. got we ain't got I mean, you know, I would prefer like a female, like Kevin Hart, you know, hmm. Steve Harvey or some shit like that. Oh, we know. Listen, know. like Steve Harvey and Kevin Samuels on the same table, if you ask me. I mean, in regards to success or the, like <laughs> the things that have been done that are like that you can prove. <laughs> there you go, sister. You that know. you can prove. There you have yeah. it. There you have it. Yeah. No problem. Well, I'll redirect and give you a better compliment. You just sound like a uh, a boss. So shout out to you for having me, Leo. That's cool. I didn't know you had all those things going on. Um, how long have you been like in all these endeavors? Like you, I mean, there's so many. So it's got to be like a lot of. And years that was only a part of them. That was only a part of them. So. Because I also do. Um, I also uh-huh. do fashion and wardrobe styling. Um, I am a full figure model, and I am also a book writing coach and um publisher. So I help other people to go through the book writing process in order to publish their books. And I'm a artist. I create custom canvas paintings, custom hand painted fedoras, denim jackets, jeans, shoes, all that kind of stuff. You had me at the fedoras. You had me at the fedoras, sisters. Uh, I still want to know how many hours you got in a day because to be all these things, the same 24, the same 24. And I still don't feel like I use them the right way that I should be using them. So, um, but I've been doing, yeah, huh? No, I was gonna ask you. You said you ain't using the right way. You're supposed to be using them. I don't, I don't understand how you could be in all these endeavors. What the hell are you doing? Where, where where were you wasting our time at? Listen, you know, you know, we are our own biggest critics and things like that. So you always feel like you're never doing um, exactly what you should be doing, or you don't feel like you're doing enough. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like I'm in that space where I'm doing a lot but not enough. Yeah, makes sense. So that's why I say I don't feel like I'm using them the right way, but. Other people I mean, go like I don't, I don't understand how you feel that way. <laughs> so, I'm right there with them. I'm the, uh, the other people, but I, I do feel you because you made a great point right there when you said um, 
you know, you don't feel like you're using the hours the right way. And that's why, you know, right before recording, I was telling you, like, all I wanted to talk to you about was content creation and like yeah. how difficult that really can be. Because realistically, you put the hammer on the nail right there. Like I I said a couple of episodes ago on my podcast that if this was a TV show, you know how you like, like I'm weird. I'm a Gemini, so I'm already weird. But I look at my podcast like a TV show. And so each year that goes by is like a season of the show, right? And if mm-hmm. I like had to rate this year, it would be probably one of my like, I would say like a, from a TV show standpoint, it would be like one of my bad years. Mm-hmm. But production level has been one of my best years. And the reason why I think that is, at least you can tell me why you think it is, and I'm going to tell you why I think it is right now, is that because when you create stuff and you do a good job at it or you have such a high standard, the standard just keeps getting higher and higher and higher, at least from my standpoint. And it doesn't matter how good I get at it. I just always think I could be doing better at this. Like, it's like, oh, dang, like 100 people could tell me I did well. And I'm still like, damn it. We missed out on something right there, which is a blessing and a curse. I'm going to be real with you because I ain't never satisfied. But then I also like never really find the sheer happiness in the stuff I create. Kind of depressing. Damn. <laughs> So this will be my my tidbit of advice for you. And mm-hmm. our, our good friend Pablo will tell you that I'm all about the positivity mm-hmm. and, and celebrating your wins. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely, as creators, we often get into this mindset of we always have to keep going, keep doing, keep being better and better and better. But we yeah. never take the time to celebrate the fact that we are a lot further than we were last year or the year before that or the year before that. So we go through this whole we go through this whole mental thing where we are constantly, like you said, you're constantly trying to be better, do better. We're never satisfied. We never celebrate those wins. And I stopped doing that a long time ago. Like I make it a point to celebrate my wins, even if it's a small thing. I have learned to celebrate my wins because if we are so hyper focused on the end game we miss out on the joys of the journey mm-hmm. and that might sound like oh my god like like a, a motivational speaker type shit but it's not like it is literally the truth because if we continue to go through all of the stuff that we do and we create dope shit we create some of the dopest things and then we will nitpick every part of it that was not right that was not perfect that was not what we wanted it to be yeah but it was great like it was great and like you said 100 people could tell you it was wonderful and it was amazing yeah take every one of those and appreciate the fact that somebody saw the good in what you were doing instead of coming to you and complaining about what wasn't or what should have been because i tell Mm -hmm. my my co-hosts all the time like we're gonna celebrate everything so Mm -hmm. at the end of every season we either get together and do stuff or we try to um we try to celebrate our last show of the season so we do about mm, 17 to 20 episodes a season to break Mm -hmm. it up into smaller chunks because some people do like you said some people do a whole year as a season excuse me we break it up a little bit you know more to where we have these amount of episodes per season and at Mm. the end of every season we take our wins we look at how much we've grown over the season how much we've had the opportunity to talk to people the impact we've had on people our consistent um viewers and listeners and Mm. then i sit back and review all of the analytical um wins because they don't really see the analytical wins i do and so i go back and view all of those and pay attention to those but paying attention to your wins are gonna help you to stop being so critical of yourself Mm -hmm. i'm gonna tell you this unk (laughs) at every step like okay so you as a black man y'all already got Mm -hmm. it hard not to say Mm -hmm. black women don't have it hard Because we do. And I always acknowledge that. But a lot of people overlook the fact that black men have it just as hard as black women. So as a black man, 
You need to celebrate the wins that you have because y'all go out here and fight the world every day. And mm. to come back home alive and to do something amazing and to create something that you're already creating, that's the part that you should be celebrating. Because it's easy for us to forget that and we overlook the fact like, shit, I made it back home. Yeah. So that's another reason to celebrate your wins. It might sound like that shouldn't be the reason, but that is the reason. Because you made it back home. You were able to create and you got to do something that you loved that day. So, and yeah. do you know how many people are out here not doing what they love to do? Uh, yeah, I I do. <laughs> <laughs> In some ways, I'm still one of them. Um, yeah, See? no, you you said you say I'm out fool. It is uh, one of those things where... Um, side note for my own personal self i know like when my birthday starts to come around i'm like very reflective of things i feel like i should be like i'll be turning 30 in uh two weeks to the day right and so i'm thinking about all the things i thought i should have been doing by the time i was 30 and i know that plays into you know my small wins but i will say one thing that you brought up that i have been taking into consideration hugely is like the like, like i made it home wins like that, you can't put a price on that. Like, yo, I made it through another day when I know I'm heavy on that. Like I, I'm heavy on the being appreciative for just being able to create wins because honestly, I didn't start podcasting or creating anything for anyone's entertainment. I literally did this as like a walk keepsake for myself. So like to see it like spread out and to become something more of what it is now is like nothing short of like you know god given because it's just like dog i didn't intend you know i intend for this to be like this and then i mm -hmm. see like people you know young men my age or a little bit younger will be like you know you you said this and it made me think about that or i was gonna do that but you know you said don't do this and it's like you know those people it may not be in the hundreds of thousands but it, you know it's one or two and so it, it's it's beautiful the creation portion is beautiful but it's i'd be I'd be dead. I'd be dead lying if I wouldn't say it's like draining. It's like the emotional draining portion behind it. Like I'm learning to kind of understand the wins portion more outside of like, you know, not getting in my own way. It's like now I know I'm doing it to myself. So it's not mm -hmm. as bad, bad as a problem, like, you know, not to appreciate my small wins, but um, the the emotional draining portion. I don't I, I can't put like a can't put a pin on that because you want I don't know. I don't want to be a jabroni. Leo, I don't want to be a jabroni. I don't want to be a jabroni. I'm gonna keep it 100. I do not want to be a jabroni. I do not want to be these niggas out here doing weird shit to get recognition on weird shit. Like I literally just made an episode the other day with my co-host Queen Amanda B, and I literally was telling her I was like, listen, I do not fall deaf. I, it's not fall deaf on my ears that like maybe if I had like I don't know some naked people in my backgrounds or if I like was flashing some money or like I don't know. Let me just pistol whip one nigga. I don't know. Just slap one nigga. Just one. Just, just one. one. I mean, there's a couple of people deserving. Come on, volunteer. Let me slap you and watch my ratings go up. But I'm not going right. to do that. So that's why I say the emotional draining portion comes in because it's like, I want to make content. I want to make good content. But then I don't want to make shit where I'm like, bro, this is some garbage. But then that's subjective. Yeah. Like, I want to make it on Shade Room one day, please. But for something good. Now, let me let me say some kids in Uganda or some shit. And that's the, that's the part about like, creating content because we see mm. people doing mm. a lot of excuse my lanes we see uh, people doing a lot of fuck shit in order to be a part of um the viral sensations and all of that other kind of stuff like i've gone viral and mm. it's not like it's cool but it's not cool because people will steal your content and then market as their own and then you got to sit up here and watch them get the numbers from your content um and i was like wow but i wasn't even doing no fuck shit i just literally made a point and it was like folks i literally just say folks be like they want to support your small business but your stuff costs too much and then mm -hmm. i was like well if you broke then just say that just say that because i ain't changing my price just come back when you got it you know mm -hmm. um and that's the truth. You know, people will tell you that your stuff costs too much. People will tell you um, that you, you know, people will give all of these how much time you feedback because they don't want to pay your prices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, if and I broke down how much it really costs for me to do the things that I do, 
and mm-hmm. I do it effortlessly and I do it with passion. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't complain about my prices for real because I'm really undercutting the fuck out of myself. But very much so. When it gets to the point of creating your content, like we don't want to be the people that do shit that is out of our character. And I am not mad at you for 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 doing that. Like. I actually respect you a hundred times more because you are not willing to sacrifice your character or you ain't, you ain't trying to hide it from your mama. (laughs) You ain't trying to do nothing that you're going to have to have from your mama and then have from your kids in the future, you know? So you got to do stuff with integrity. Character has nothing to do with it. Because here's the thing. It, it all depends on what day you catch me on, baby. I'm a Gemini, okay? All right? I could be yeah, the most be the most pettiest, all right? It has nothing to do with it. It just comes to the point that I'm always one of these future-thinking people, and I always think about, what is my mom going to say when she sees this? Or <laughs> how am I going to explain this to my kids? You know, mm-hmm. I, and, and let me tell you, I've been like this since I was like maybe like like nine or ten years old. But you know what? I will attest that to like being like the oldest of, of three kids and like always being like told about like responsibility. Like you always got to be responsible. You always got to be responsible. So it was like embedded, you know, embedded in my brain that like, you know, somebody's already going to be like looking and asking like, oh, why did you do this? And so I don't know it, it for better or worse. It, it keeps me out of dumb shit. That I don't be tripping. But no, it, it it's it is it does have a little bit to do with your character also though. I'm not gonna lie, I'm being sarcastic. Um, cause like for real, like I have I have grown up in a generation, and so have you now that has seen like the influence of rap music take itself into a direction like people never thought it would go, and then also seeing the internet collide with rap music, and then in essence, now we got a whole world full of people who love rap music. Snoop Dogg does TV commercials with Martha Stewart and all this hoopla. And how is this possible? I'll tell you because influence, bruh. And that's where it comes down to my last portion. I want to talk to you about content creation. And this is what really gets me about not like just wanting to be a jabroni is that my influence will last a lot longer than I will as a man. You know what I'm saying? Like Martin Luther King's been dead for over how many years now and we still talking about him you know a good amount of people have been dead for a very long time even in your old family probably a good amount of people been dead they still talk about what they did you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it's just like i ain't trying to be a sucker but i'm not trying to be a sucker on my own terms like i'm gonna create i'm gonna influence but i also understand that like like i ain't finna be like none of these teeny bopper tiktoker goddamn influences like that's just some weak. like get your money i'm just gonna get yes, it slow <laughs> And that's the part because, and it's so funny, like you, when I said about your moms, you know, mm-hmm. you always want to think about what your mama going to think. Listen, my mom been gone seven years this month and I still be thinking about because I, in my brain, my mama watching me like her, <laughs> she up there with Sky Daddy chilling and they watching me and my siblings and I'll be like, oh, Lord. But at the same time, I laugh because my mom used to call me her wild child. Mm. And I was like, my mama know her child, though. <laughs> so that's the other part of me in my brain. Like, when I do stuff, it'd be like, mm, but she know her child, though, because this some shit I would do regularly, even if my mama was still here. So... <laughs> she would just she would just shake her head and probably be like, I don't know where you got that from. Because she used to say that to me all the time. But at, at the same token, there is still a level of respect that I have to have for myself as a level mm-hmm. of respect I got to have for um, my siblings and my nephews, you know. And I don't have kids yet. So even for my kids in the future, yeah, I could do some, I could wild out and do whatever I want to do because it's just me. But at the same time, I don't want my family to be bombarded with some BS because of things that I've done. Yeah. And you know, I don't want I don't want nobody to see my picture online and then they send it to my nephews and be like, ain't this your auntie? <laughs> Yikes. I, <laughs> so, no, I have a terrible Leo, I have a terrible scenario for you about that situation. I don't okay. know if I talked to you about this before. It's like I, I feel like I tell everybody this scenario in my head once, but you said the picture thing, right? So in my head, in the year 2042, 
because this has to happen like in 2040, not 2030, because okay. that's too close. All right. Okay. So like 2042, right? There's a bunch of sixth graders sitting at a table and they about to do what all sixth graders do, which is start making in front of each other, you know, typical yo mama jokes or like checking each other. I don't know if they did this in your neighborhood. They did it in mine. Right. Okay. Right. I can fly people. I'm sure you did too. Okay. They definitely did. So, okay. And so eventually it always gets to this part. They get to somebody's mama and they either say your mama's so ugly or something about your mama, right? Right. And you're 2042, somebody really going to bring up somebody's mama's OnlyFans page. And that's going to be crazy. And I'm not yeah. saying that that's going to be a problem. I'm just like, I ain't got no, I ain't got no draw two for the OnlyFans card. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no Uno cards. So I just be like, oh, damn. And I'm not even saying just for mamas. That's what pops do. It's just like, dog, like all of this content shit comes back to you eventually at some point in your life. So you need to just be cool on some of the shit you're doing. That's all I just be thinking sometimes. I don't know. And this comes from me, which is crazy because I used to be an alcoholic. So therefore, I was a wild boy on my podcast at one point. I mean, I got episodes that I have legitimately deleted. I have like, I don't know that man. I wish him the best, okay? When it comes down to, especially I'm on my Kiki Palmer. Because it's just like, listen to this content, dog. This ain't me no more. That's nothing, too. That's why I'm, like, so big in my bag about content. It's because, like, I know this ain't me. Like, even me sitting here right now. Like, I think my shirt looks, I think my shirt looks fly. Ten years ago, like, I could be like, 10 years ago, this is the ugliest shit I've ever seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? But, but see, that's what I'm saying about content creation. You just never know with the time period. You just never know. Yeah. Which, which, and and then that's it's crazy because you said the OnlyFans thing, because it's like that's another part of the content creation that we're battling. Like we oh, are yeah. trying to create like real deal content that inspires, that makes people laugh, that makes people feel mm-hmm. good. And then it's like the other side of content creation is like, yeah, they making people feel good, but it's in a totally different way than what we're doing. And that's the, you know, and that's where I'm like, you know, honestly, I'm like, I could be a hater about it. And I'm not saying you being a hater. It's just that like, I'd be like, that's two different lanes. You know what I'm saying? That's like the people who want to drive a motorcycle and the people who want to drive the minivan. Like I want to drive a minivan, bro. You want to drive a motorcycle. Like that don't make me no better than you, but it's just like, damn. But I will say like, but I feel it because I understand. I understand the name of the game when it comes to content, like sex generally sells. Like it's usually like the more you show, the more they want to see. But it's just like, I mean, I mean, again, I ain't want to, I ain't, I ain't shaming nobody. Get it how you live. I, I just, I just I just tell people it's it's just levels to this thing. That's really what I want to like share if you listening today. It's just like it's levels. And I'm not saying like my level is higher than anybody else's level. It's just that you gotta understand that it's just levels. You don't just wake up one day and be like, I'm gonna buy a microphone, I'm gonna get a camera, and I'm gonna just pod and each week it's just gonna come to me like, hell no, what type of dedication you need? <laughs> you need oh my god, you need an oh my god level of dedication in order to do podcasting because it's forever changing and it's not like you could just get on the microphone and just talk because as much as people think that's all we do no there's a lot of pre-planning to this thing there's a lot of behind the scenes work before we even get on the microphone you got to do advertising you got to do marketing you got to come up with content you got to come up with ways to promote your content you got to come up with ways to make your content relatable, fun, and all of that kind of stuff. Like, everything that people love about podcasts, like, mm-hmm. we have to do all that behind the scenes before it can even get to this part. And then there's even work after this part, after we've recorded. We got to download. We got to edit. Some people edit. I don't edit. Um, mm-hmm. You got to download. You got to edit. And then you have to go back and promote those shows, like, the show after the show, and then you have to still prepare for the next the next show, the next time you're going to do it. You got to prepare. If you haven't guests, you got to prepare your guests. You got to let your guests know, like, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. So it is a whole production behind the production. So I think people think that podcasters are just people that pick up a microphone and decide to just hit play or, I mean, hit record and start talking. That's not what we do. Yeah, no, nah, it's really crazy because um, it's two sides of that. Because one, I mean, 
like a couple years ago, depending on how many years you go back, I say like at least five years ago, it's like a niche market. Like it's not really that many folks who are really talking about themselves openly doing a podcast. At least I would say like generally five years ago, most people didn't know a person who did one. Now, this point, like everybody pretty much knows a person that does one. And so therefore it kind of seems like it's a saturated thing, but, but just like you said, Leo, um, saturated or not, it's still a lot of factors that go into doing it. You know, like you said, the pre-production, the post-production, the editing, you know, if you do even edit then learning how to edit, um, I'm teaching myself, I've been self-teaching myself how to edit the last two years and I'm barely, I mean, when I say barely scratching the surface of understanding, I mean, literally barely, because it's such a, a, a tedious, a tedious process, um, mm-hmm. in which, one thing I find beautiful about podcasting in its own is how much it's inspired me um, in my own entrepreneurship, but also like how much it's also like opened my eyes as a as a black man and as a black person, you know, different jobs. And uh, in no shortage do I say like if you work a job of labor or if you do jobs of labor, that's a bad type of job because it's not obviously laboring jobs necessary. You need to labor. Mm. Nobody can work without labor, obviously. But it, it doesn't fall upon my deaf ears that like many black kids never really get the opportunity to know that they can like be, you know, a a movie producer or a studio exec or, you know, a videographer or a photographer and still make a good living as well because yeah. they don't think that these things are um they don't really feel they are, you know, believable dog. Cause I ain't never seen nobody do no damn podcasting. When I was a kid, like you had a radio DJ. I mean, that's really well. I got my inspiration from. I thought the radio DJ was cool, but really, without that, I would have never thought that. And only reason I even thought it was cool is because the radio DJ was an actual teacher on the side. So I was like, yeah. "Oh, he's a teacher and he's a radio DJ." So that's that, that's that's. I mean, yeah, like he's smart and he does radio. It's like one of those things as black kids. You always, I hate to say it like that. We we always get exposed to cool shit. But we don't always get exposed to like different things, and so like I real love, shit, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I love like the idea of podcasting now because like you know like somebody could see me and 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 feel like they could be me. Somebody could be from you know Memphis and be like, oh yeah, yo, like you from Memphis, so like it's doable. That's what I used to think when I was a kid. If I knew somebody was from the city I was from, and they was doing something good, I was like, well, damn, I could do good. You know, they from the same city I'm from. But yeah, podcasting is is it's like it's a blessing and a curse because like I ain't never been a, and I don't think I'll ever be even if I got paid a million dollars like I couldn't see myself as being one of them people be like yeah I do a podcast so yeah what's up <laughs> can't stand people like that just because you do a podcast calm down bud yeah that's where to my and one of the things that I have noticed too is like some of the the kids that are in my life, um, like my friend's daughter. Mm. Uh, my friend will watch our podcast on her TV, and she calls me Tip, and she be like, "My Tip on TV, Tip on TV," <laughs> so she gets excited about that kind of mm. thing. And then my nephews watch my show from time to time. And it's funny because I'm like, oh my God, not them watching the show because we talk about like different things. And I'm yeah. like, oh Lord, what did we what did they hear me talking about? But also mm. on the flip side is that of that is that they hear me talk about real things and they yeah. they get to see me outside of being their TT. You know, they get to actually learn about some of the life experiences that I've had. So I think that's the blessing in creating the kind of content that I create. Because I try to come to the table 100% authentic. I talk about my real life. I talk about my my failures, my my downfalls, the hard times that I've been through. And like when you said you were an alcoholic, like I legit have been there. Like... When I lost my mom, that that was my that was my go to, and not only I lost my mom, I lost my best friend six months after I lost my mom. So alcohol became my best friend, and so to know that my nephews learned that about me by watching the show, like I've I've talked about it, but I don't think I've talked about it directly to them in a way that they were able to understand. And then so when I talked about it on the show, they got to see me and understand like 
your auntie is a multifaceted person and that we all have different life experiences that make us who we are. So I think that's the part of that I love about content creating is because if you are legit authentic and you come as yourself because people put on facades and try to act like they've never been through anything and life has never knocked them on their ass which it has for all of us in a lot of varying ways mm-hmm. it allows for you to be seen it allows for you to be heard and it also allows for your audience to know that they um aren't suffering through whatever it is that they're going through alone yeah and that's the beautiful part because I've experienced people being fully open about where they are struggling. Like last week we did a mental health show and Mm -hmm. people were literally just talking about their struggles when it came to mental health. Mm -hmm. And then the week before that, the show was nobody wins when the family feuds. Mm -hmm. And it was so many people talking about how, they came to realize that when someone dies, mm-hmm. that's when most of the time fam- black families go into feuding. And oh, then yeah. that's when all of the drama happens in most people's lives. And so I was like, how are we all living this same life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. it was it's just amazing to see like how people are willing to open up and be honest and be vulnerable and that's the part that we don't get to talk about or don't get to see often on social media and in general like a lot of people are trying to put on these facades like their life is great and nothing has ever happened so this that's the part why i love what i do yeah that's uh that's their realness their vulnerability like to me the cool part about that is is that like you are kind of leaving like a um, visual and an audio diary for like, you know, your nieces and nephews and, mm-hmm. you know, future family members. That's the way I look at it. Cause it's just like one of those things where I wish I had a time machine uh, that I could go back into and just like see how my, you know, well, actually I don't wish I could see, but you know, see some things <laughs> that, you know, like my parents went through at my age or, you know, my grandparents went through at my age and like, you know, maybe have a conversation with them about it. Like at that time period, you know, just, you know, like on some, you know, you wish you knew you knew what you knew back then or wish you could go tell yourself, you know, or like for future sense, like, yo, I'm learning this right now. So future self tell, you know, whoever that's in our life, like this is why we are the way we are. And that's that's another beautiful thing about uh, content creation. I think that like won't be like really like noticed until like maybe 20 30 years from now you know like they'll be like oh dang like this will be like the home videos that folks come back to in right 2022 in 2055 like oh look look at 2022 with blah 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 you know and it's just unlimited and it's a beautiful thing because it's going to show like you said um that you know like to your nieces and other little black boys and little black girls like it's okay to go through these feelings you know your aunt went through these things too maybe i didn't show you these things because you're a kid and you only see me drunk and wilding but you know understand that you know if you two go through this then down the line that you will be okay if you you know just stick to this stick to that or it's okay to come to me about it too i think that's the that's kind of the earth shattering thing about content creation is like how much is show people that it's okay to be different um or i don't even want to say different because everybody's different but there's a tribe for everybody you know what i'm saying if you was born in backwoods oklahoma where they don't allow you to do whatever you want to do and dance you know what i'm saying you know what when you hit 18 they got a nice city called san francisco take your ass over there and dance if you was born in san francisco and you tired of all them damn loud ass people you want to go to backwoods oklahoma guess what they got a nice wooded area take your country hillbilly ass too you see that's oh, the beautiful right. thing about inspiration now like you there you your world is out there you know like it's out there but it's like you said you also have to understand like that um the reality behind some of it is is that you need to understand the facade with it because there are a lot of people that do be on social media acting like their life is cool and i mean i don't think i really follow those people no more because you can see through some of that shit you're like bro get mm-hmm. out of here like you know, like I, I, I know, I know that's least. Get out of here. I mean, hey, listen, I ain't even got a car, so I ain't even worried about what's least or not. 
But, you know, it's just little things like that. And uh, you take it what it is because social media is your world that you're here to create. I mean, but at the end of the day, I still, you know, my knees still pop when I wake up in the morning. You know, I, I still. And that's still only got, the beginning because you ain't even hit 30 yet. <laughs> you know, in due time, in meantime. Before we get out of here, won't you tell us a little bit about uh, Fat Girl Chronicles? I know you were saying, um, you know, you're giving a little bit about, you know, your time with alcoholism and stuff like that. But, you know, tell us a little bit about Fat Girl Chronicles and how you got that started. So I actually got started with the Fat Girl Chronicles as my way to kind of just release, to like get things out. And when I first started, it wasn't even called the Fat Girl Chronicles. I started about 11 years ago. And when I started doing it, I was doing it on Blog Talk Radio. A lot of people be like, damn, that was a long time ago. First of all, shut the fuck up. Yes, it is. See? So Blog Talk Radio is legit like a stream yard, but it wasn't video. It was just audio. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they gave you a studio where you can like add all of these sounds and you can have people call in and all this other kind of stuff. So you were literally doing like a radio show. Leo, this sounds like the horny hot chat lines. Was you one of them voice operator people, ladies? No. Okay. Not at all. I could have been, but no. Um. But it was legit like a radio station. Like it was like your own radio station. And then you could call in. You could have people that were listening to call in and literally talk about whatever the the topic was. Mm. And so I started there, but it was called uh, Chocolate Chat with Miss T. Because my Mm. real name is Tiffany, but I go Mm. by Leo for, Mm. you know, radio and podcasting and all that other kind of stuff. And so I go by Leo, but it was Chocolate Chat with Miss T. And that's where I started. And then um, I wanted to tap into, like, all of my life and just the things that I was dealing with. So I just talked about what I needed or what was going on with me at that time. And then um, I started doing a show that was kind of like what we're getting ready to do with the Fat Girl Chronicles After Dark. It was called Sinfully Delicious Talk. And that's what it was called. And we talked about everything because I wanted to expand the dynamic of what we were talking about because there were a lot of people that wanted to talk about some of the areas of sexual health and things like that, but they felt like they couldn't talk about it. They felt like they could not have these conversations in their friend circles and things like that. So I was like, all right, I'll make sure that we have that, that space. After a while, like, I stopped doing it. I stopped doing it and then started doing other things. But then I came back and I started doing Sinfully Delicious Talk again. But it was under a, a actual radio station. So I started mm. doing that again. Mm. And then after some time, it fell off. And then I came back because I live in studio show called Let's Keep It All The Way 100. We had a DJ. We had a bartender. And we had a live studio audience. You can come in. You can talk about whatever. You can bring your vices with you. And mm. we was just going to kick it and talk about real life shit. And that was your opportunity to talk and keep it all the way 100 about whatever was going on, what you were dealing with. Mm. And we were just like shooting the shit. But we recorded it live on Facebook and things like that. And then after that, I started the Fat Girl Chronicles on the radio first on JQLM Radio. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did it for about two years. We took a break because there were some things happening with the radio station. Mm -hmm. And I still kept trying to push the Fat Girl Chronicles myself. But I was Mm -hmm. not very passionate or enthused about it at one time. And so then I was like, you know what? I want to come back with like a Ricky Smiley morning show type of vibe. So I enlisted it enlisted co-hosts and all that other kind of stuff but i soon learned that dealing with so many personalities is not um (laughs) not my thing and so and just dealing with certain personalities you realize like this not this is not going to work for us so now uh the fat girl chronicles is me and um two guys and then i have a rotating co-host her name is genesis but I'm trying to persuade her to be a part of the show 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been doing this version of the Fat Girl Chronicles for almost two years. It'll be two years in October. And mm-hmm. I have fully 
giving myself to this. We are syndicated on JQLM Radio once again. We are on all podcast streaming platforms, the major ones. We are on iHeart, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, Pandora. We're on all of them. So uh, we're heard in about 65 plus countries and things like that. We are on YouTube. We go live on Facebook. We are almost at our. We are almost at forty five hundred followers on Facebook. Uh, we are almost at four hundred on YouTube. So we're growing. I'm excited about the growth. And then we just uh, started our brand ambassador program, and so I have ten female brand ambassadors. We just uh, put together a partnership with Sarkarigans Media Group, and then we. Uh, our we have Haitian Boy Images as our another partner of ours who is our photographer for the Fat Girl Chronicles and Leo Rochelle Enterprises and Unforgettable's Custom Experiences. So Unforgettable's Custom Experiences is a travel agent and uh they put together our very first meet and greet that will be taking place in Cabo this year. So we are doing some wonderful things. We are excited about all that's to come. I will send you the information if you want to come to Cabo. Everybody is welcome. It is not just for PGC. Um, anybody that wants to come can come, come kick it with us, have a good time with us, turn up with us. We got a lot of fun stuff scheduled for Cabo. We are just looking to have an amazing time, do some wonderful things, and just continue to push the brand. And our goal is to not just talk about um, fat girl things. It is literally to talk about those things that matter to everybody. The Fat Girl Chronicles got its name because it was about my life journey and the things that I was going through. But um, as it expanded, it is more so now about the plus size community and whether that's male or female. And we've tapped into talking more about the black experience, whether that's love, finances, therapy, all those things. So we talk about all of those varying aspects of what it's like to be black in America and all that good stuff. So um, we have a financial um, counselor that comes on from time to time to give us financial tips. Our goal is to give people what they need. So our tagline is the Fat Girl Chronicles, where we get all up in your business and discuss the ma- the topics that matter to us most, because that's what we do. We are talking about those things that affect us directly. Um, we don't really talk about like a lot of current events because there are so many people talking about those things. We like to talk about the things that are that matter to us that we have to dive into and it's going to take a little time for us to unpack it all. But we also have a good damn time because my co-hosts are legit silly as hell. So we like to have a good time. Check us out. We are everywhere. Just type in the Fat Girl Chronicles and that's P-H-A-T as you see, P-H-A-T. Um, And we got merch coming and a bunch of other things like that. So check us out. If you go to my uh as you see my my at right there on my name at Leo Rochelle double underscore you'll be able to find all things Leo Rochelle on my Instagram page. I think that's it. You you are again as I say the busiest woman I've ever met in my life. Um <laughs> I I pray to one day to be as successful as you at least as busy Listen. as you probably one day to be as busy and as successful as you but no thank you so very much Leah Rochelle for coming on to the show I um, appreciate fact, you having me Poochay oh, like I can't say your name any other way that's um you know marketing marketing <laughs> it is no um, and I, the fact yeah. that you call me a Nubia nugget is gonna stay in my brain all day because that is the cutest shit I've ever heard in a way to describe a black woman. And that was just like, oh, my God. It made me cheese and feel like a little girl on the inside all at the same time. You know, it's my gift to the world. I wouldn't wouldn't be telling the truth if I didn't say it got me into some trouble. But I'm glad you. I'm sure it has. We discussed your toxic trait. We discussed that. 
We discussed you know, that on, on the other show, on Toxicology, Toxicology Report. Report. I have a girlfriend, and uh, I literally got off the show right afterwards with you guys, and I looked at her and said, they said my my toxic trait is, and then I didn't tell her what it was. I just kind of like danced around it, and then she literally guessed it. So, yeah, See? maybe it's a toxic trait. I, I it think. Is. I don't think so. I'm not going to say one toxic, actual... one toxic person to another. I, I see you. <laughs> well, I'm not even going to tell the listeners what they said the toxic trait is. I'm going to just allow them to guess. That's why I didn't say it. I'm I, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to be able to guess, though. But I, I see you, you and I fully understand. So she's like, I see you. Your feelings are valid and I understand your issues. Oh, man. Oh, man. Because, they, because your issues are my issues as well. But I'm single, so I don't I don't have nobody, but I be trying to reel it in so I don't get in trouble. Namaste, my sister. Namaste. Namaste. I don't even think I use so that correctly. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, you know, when you got needs for guests. Oh, baby. I, I'm already thinking because we're going we gonna to bring you on. And I'm trying to think of what we're going to bring you on for because we got... June is going to be like our, we taking a break. We taking two weeks off and then we coming back June 14th and I'm trying to see which version of the Fager Chronicles I want you on. Do I want you on the after dark or do I want you on the regular version? I'm, I'm here to say that, uh, I'm, I'm down for either one. I, uh, okay. don't get it twisted just because I said, I don't want to be a jabroni. Don't mean I don't do clown shit sometimes. Let's just put hey. it that way. Because we all engage in clown activities, just depending on the day and time. Oh, yeah. And those that we are surrounded by to do those activities with. Yeah. If it's my people's, I'm a clown. But I'm just not. That's no. That's a no. Because anything else will be uncivilized. No. What the? What type of jigaboo, shucking and jiving nonsense do you think this is? I am a man. I am someone's husband in the future, eventually. So I used to tell yeah, myself. Exactly. That's why I wear my hoochie daddy shorts with pride now. Okay. Period. I my uh, with them hoochie daddy shorts on. I got chosen. I mean, because you got the little chest out with the chain showing and shit. Why not have on some hoochie daddy shorts? She hates it. She hates it. And I have on hoochie daddy shorts right now. She ain't happy about it. It's hmm. Is they khaki colored? Uh, no, they black. They, they, oh, okay, because uh, I was about to say that's a real hoochie daddy outfit. If your if your shorts was khaki colored with this green shirt and you got this, that's, that's, that's for later. With the loafers, she is not she is not happy to see it at all. She is not. That's happy. with the loafers. Is that shirt short sleeve or three quarter length? No, it's it's the whole thing. It's 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 uh it's one of those things where when you realize your your boyfriend was a former hoochie daddy. You realize you love him because you think he can dress well, but then you hate him because you realize now he's dressing like this with you. I don't know. It goes both ways. Yeah, it goes both ways with you, lady folks. I know men who don't want their women to be hoes, and I'm not saying women are hoes. I don't know what word. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I get you. I understand where you're going. The hoochie daddy lane is another lane. My woman doesn't. My she's she's supportive, most definitely, but she's like, what? So this is what you're doing today? If, if it was up to her, she we would. We supported she, it till it get on our damn nerves. <laughs> yeah, my. If it was up to my girl, she would have me dressed in Izod sweaters, and I don't know, like loose fitted joggers or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. Women you want their man to look. It's still a plus, though. You know. I, I think I don't know. You women folks want your man to look good, but only with you. It's weird. It's it's very much not making sense. It's kind of the me. same. It's kind of the same for y'all. Most definitely, most definitely. I think men are are a little bit publicly worse. Women are just silently worse. Like, why can't I wear my gray sweats? Huh? What's wrong with them? Because hmm? you're not about to go outside looking like a slut for nobody else. You wear those in house. I'm trying to be comfortable. You told me to go to the yes, store, but you know, you, you know, society sees those as you are here trying to show something. That's just like when your girl put on a fitted dress and she got a big booty. And you like, where are you going in this fitted dress? Yeah, um, I'm still upset that my girl wore sundresses without me before we dated. Man, back. 
before we pisses dated. Me pisses me off. Not gonna lie. But I, I guess I, I gave the gray shorts, gay sweat, the gray sweats. A, 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 I gave it a break. Okay, you know you don't even want because you women folks, you just subject, you subject us men. You know, because what if we all ain't got the Mac truck? You do exactly. Niggas just out here trying to pick up the damn the six pack like your girl acts, and you just walked outside with the gray sweats on. Now you got a whole. No, I don't want no six pack. I like the baby kicks. I like dad bots. Oh man. No, 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 no. Let's not get into us, brothers. You know, my like my my DMs, my DMs, like everybody's DMs are wild. But one of my one of my uh followers, he's he's a friend, he uh told me, he's like, You always got your shirt off. And uh I said, Yeah. He said, But it's all right, fat niggas is winning. So I said, Hey, there you go. Dad buys and fat niggas is winning. And that came from a gay man, so I know it's true. Because gay niggas just don't like, be giving up like confidence no I like dad yeah. buys and big boys. Big boys. Wow. I like big big boys. Like, big <laughs> well, that's the last thing we can talk about on my podcast, big boys. Um, Leo Rochelle, can you please tell the people where to find you? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Leo Rochelle double underscore Facebook, Leo Rochelle. Or you can find me under the Fat Girl Chronicles. You can find me under Royal Outcast Artistry, and that's Outcast with a K. That's where you can find my hand-painted fedoras and uh, canvas paintings. And soon, we will have Royal Outcast Styling Academy, which will be my fashion and wardrobe styling business. And if you are looking to get into podcasting or any of that kind of stuff, I am in the process of creating a podcasting journal and book and things like that because people want to learn about podcasting so i mean even if i don't have the book if you're looking to get into the game you can reach out to me leo rochelle double underscore on instagram and i will get you started so that's it y'all and if y'all want to email me it's uh the fat girl chronicles at gmail.com or stylistleorochelle at gmail.com. You can reach me anyway and I will respond. So that's it. That's all. Thank you for having me, Unc. And I appreciate all the love and support that will come from this show and anything else. And we're going to get you on the Fat Girl Chronicles sooner than later. I'm going to hold you to it. That's it. Like a trumper. I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to hold you to it. Oh, thank you so very much, Leo, for being on the show again, ladies and gentlemen. As always, we got we got good people out here doing good things. And like I always tell y'all, please a lot of peace, kill you that's coming on soon with you. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I am out. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye.